Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. For these and other great resources, please visit us at sparkswillfly.cc. Things were falling into place of what I've been feeling, what I've been seeing. And then, um, and so I just want to share that with you this morning. So Isaiah 35, you there? If you help me, I'm not going to preach that long. If you don't help me, that means i got to work extra hard, so I'm going to preach extra long, okay? So how many wants to help me this morning? All right, look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to help him. Tom about there recruiting 10 people to help me. And so, um, but anyhow, all right, let's go right here into Isaiah 35. And uh, I want to read a couple of scriptures out of here. I got a lot we want to read this morning. Go ahead and grab the book of Ruth. We're going to uh, uh, grab the book of Ruth. And so what I believe that I'm connecting the dots to is is really what God is doing here and God's doing in our lives. And um, and then over the thing that we felt like the Lord had reminded us the word that uh, Sherry and Clint used to be with us in Alma. They still live there. And... Um, and so she'll remember the day that Pastor Dale prophesied that word over me in 2008 about this breakout year. You remember that in the building on Dixon Street. And so that was a real prophecy given in 2008. Matt can verify that, and they were there also. And so we lived by that, trying to see that word break out in that city, didn't we, for, for the whole time I was there, and never really seen the fruition of that word. And in that word, there was a prophecy given about Naomi and Ruth. And so this past week, I said, well, let me just get back. After we come here Wednesday night, we were sharing, because of Monday, we, we were in... Um, Nicholsville, Virginia, which is a not not but you don't had to you be careful you went right through it. It was literally a, a nickel, and so it was a Nicholsville, Virginia, which is not much different than Sparks. We went and looked at really a self that is headed that way to a self-sustaining community, and how they had taken a whole mountain. And Danny actually corrected me uh, after that. Not thirty-six months, but in twenty-four months, they have accomplished what they've accomplished on that mountain, which is tremendous amount. I'm just tell you it's mind-blowing what they have done and they've basically done it with a church of 39 people so imagine what we could do in this community if we had a mind to work together come on y'all gonna help me all right so that whole deal with Nehemiah they had a mind to work together you know that they're gonna accomplish and build a wall in 52 days and so in that, uh, so the Lord was planting a lot in me. But before I went uh, to Nicholsville, Virginia, we were in here praying on uh, one Tuesday morning. And I just wrote a couple of things down in my notes. And I just said, I said, study the wilderness. I just put, uh, that was my deal. I wrote down, study the wilderness. So we go up there and we're literally in the wilderness of a mountain. And we're looking at all of that. And so we come back and I'm sharing that on Wednesday night. And then uh, Jamie comes up to me at the end of that service and he just says this. He said, read Isaiah 35, which Danny was standing right here. And then he said again, read Isaiah 35. You said you woke up a couple of times and you uh, uh, both mornings and Isaiah 35 was right there. So then on Thursday... I was, uh, I was actually getting ready, and Matt sends me a text. And he says, I want you to listen to this. And I just, I just looked down at it, and I said, well, you know, I, I may listen to it or whatever. I just, but he said, you got to listen to it. So I pulled it up. And that, when I pulled it up, it, right on to the left, it said Isaiah 35. 
So I do believe that God wants us to read Isaiah 35 today. And there's going to be some things in there in Isaiah 35 that we're going to pull out. And we're also going to pull a bunch of stuff out of the book of Ruth. But what I want you to know today is God's got purpose for you sitting on this chair. You are not here just riding something out till the rapture happens. That's not what we believe, friend. Come on, somebody. This is not about what this is not a church trying to figure out where you go into heaven. If you are saved, you go into heaven. This church is all about how much influence of heaven are you going to bring to your realm of influence. Come on, somebody. The church has spent decades trying to get to heaven, and God's trying to get to the earth. Come on. He wants to affect the realm in which we live in. And we got people just, well, I don't know if I'm going to make it. If you saved, you're going to make it. Hello. I mean, I grew up in church where just pray that I'm going to make it to the end. We're going to make it, friend. Come on, somebody. All right. I'm going to get off of that. because. All right. And this, the first load, the second load, all I know is we leaving out. I'm on the boat. And I ain't going to get in that because I'd probably make people mad if I tell you what I believe about all that. So let's just go right here. Read the Bible. Stick to the Word, Sherry. All right, we're going to do it. The wilderness, I'm in, I'm in Isaiah 35. The wilderness and the wasteland and the wasteland shall be glad for them. And the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. And it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice, even with joy in singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, and the excellence of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the excellency of our God. Now look at this. The wilderness and the wasteland shall be glad for them. Look at this. And the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. And it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice. Even the joy and singing and the glory of Lebanon shall be given to it. The excellency, the excellence of Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Lord. The excellency of our God. So basically, what I want to talk about is cultural transformation, reclamation of land, in all of this, I'm just putting this all together. So we're going to eat Brunswick stew today. You know what Brunswick stew is? That's a little bit of everything. But how many love some Brunswick stew? Put some cornbread on this real good. All right. So anyhow, so this is just really a connection of some dots for me. Now, first of all, it says that they shall be glad because of them. First of all, we're never going to enter into they until them gets in their rightful place. Who is them? Them is you. Them is the church. They, the world, is never going to see the glory until them come up to their place. Them has got to get out of the mentality as we riding this thing out till the rapture happens. Them has got to get out of the mentality where we go in the church. Church is not just on Sunday and Wednesday. Church is every day of the week. And you are a part of the church, friend. This is a building in which we meet together to be trained and equipped to do the work of the ministry. Most people around here believe they pay the preacher to do the work of the ministry. What we want to see is you empowered to do the work of the ministry. How many knows that Adel in the Cook County region can be touched a whole lot more without just John Bagley doing the work of the ministry? But if 
if you're trained to do the ministry on your job. You don't have to bring them to me to see them healed. Friend, you can lay hands on the sick and see them healed. Why? Because the same Holy Spirit that is in me is the same Holy Spirit in you. And it is the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And if it dwell in us, it shall quicken our mortal body. All right. So, so them, so, so them have come to a, a wasteland. Now, I thought about my journey, and Kathy and I was talking last night, and we figured up that this is her fifth year. It, uh, this is her fifth year teaching here. A time has flown. But I remember when I got here, and I remember, if you remember when I first came to Cornerstone, she was still teaching in Jessup, so I had the privilege of driving almost like living the life of an evangelist. I came in here and preached on Wednesday night, went home. I came in here and preached on Sunday, then went home. It never really became real to me until we packed everything in the U-Haul. Now i got to come do life here. And I remember riding down, if you go over to Overpass, I don't know what this street's name is, but go over to Overpass and you cut and go in front of the schools. And I remember coming out to that area down there and I remember crying one day in my truck. And I said, God, I don't know if I could ever live here. I'm talking about live everyday life here. But it is amazing what's happened to me in five years that now this has just become my home. And this is why I felt like, you know, I asked Stephen, I said, wherever you're going to be buried, I'm going to be buried. I don't know where he's going to be buried, but I'll be buried with him. And, and so here's the deal. What I feel like what's happened is a lot of times we look at these, these wasteland experiences and we say, well, God just got us here to train us till we get to something better. So first of all, I realized what God was looking for me out of the last three months of my journey with Him is He's looking for something called commitment. This is one thing that the church, listen, you got to be committed. If we ever going to see any transformation, you got to be committed. Listen, when Jesus got ready, remember when Judas went and hung himself and they was in the upper room praying and they realized they can't be 11 but they got to be 12. He didn't stand up and say, who in here can preach the best? Who in here can prophesy? Who in here's laid hands on the sick and seen them recover? He said, Who in here's been with us since the beginning? Who in here's rode the, who, who in here was riding the ship when the ship was taken on water? This is the one we want to choose from, and there was only two in the room to choose from. So God loves faithfulness, and I believe one thing that He's looking for is the commitment to these wilderness type regions in America and say, Hey, listen, I'm not looking for anything else. I'm not looking for a bigger stage. I'm not looking looking for a CD contract. I'm not looking for somebody to know my name. I just want to get somewhere and do life together and build community and see my city turned around for the glory of God. My God, I feel like preaching right here a minute. Listen, this wilderness, here's the thing. When Matt Lockett stood here and he said, when you're dealing with covenant, you got three things, blood, land, and worship. Blood, land, and worship. I'm telling you that I believe there is cities and there is places that God is committed to. Not just because, not just because He's found a group of people here that is worshiping Him hard. Let me just say this. I believe before we ever showed up, somebody claimed something here. Before we ever showed up, somebody down the tree that we don't ever even know, sir, friend, has come and they've claimed something here. And when God starts declaring something over a region, it doesn't matter if the people don't believe it or not. He's just waiting on somebody to come in line with what he said is the destiny of that region. It doesn't matter what our eyes see. Friend, you may say, well, we just in little old Sparks, Georgia. I'll show you some places in the world that is just that little, but it's shaking the globe, friend. It doesn't matter how many people's here. It's a 
matter. What matters is the covenant that God decreed over a place. I got a lot to go with, okay? I'm going to try to calm down. So this wilderness, they are going to be glad because of them. See, you got to endure when they speak not well of them. But there will come a flip side of that coin when they will rejoice because of them. All right, now let's look at this. All right, now here's, let's go to the book of Ruth. You all right? Got a lot of Bible to read today. And some of y'all ain't read it since the last time we, went to get, we got together here. So we're going to catch up, okay? If you're looking for the book of Ruth, it's right after Psalms. I like people listening to podcasts. That boy don't even know where the scriptures are at. All right, let's look. So I'm going to quit that. All right. Look at this. Some look for a beautiful place. Others look for a place and make it beautiful. Everybody wants to ride the nice cruise ship. But the cruise ship that starts with is going to, turn, going to be the John boat. Oh, that's good. How many, how many volunteers has increased now at CCA since you went to the big place? A lot? How many notice that? We'll talk about that too, by the way. In a good way, so don't panic right there. I'm talking about in a good way. Okay. All right, Ruth, chapter, Ruth chapter 2, you there? Verse 16 says this. Look at this. All right. Did I write this down? Wrong. All right. I wrote it down wrong right here. Let's look right here. Chapter 1. All right. You know the story. This is Ruth going back with Naomi. Now, Naomi encourages Ruth and Orpah to get back to your people. Go back to your people. Remember that? She lost her husband. They lost their two husbands. Naomi's sons were married to Ruth and Orpah. They died in this land called Moab. They left Bethlehem of Judea. And they go to Moab, but she hears that God is back in the land. Come on, somebody. Uh, she hears that God's back in the land, so she starts coming back. <laughs> she hears that God is in the land, and she starts coming back. Come on. How many of you come back? Come on now. All right. So they hear that God's in the land, they're coming back. She tells them, leave. I don't have nothing. I'm old. Beside. If, if, if I mean, if I got if I got remarried today and had some children, are you going to wait till they grown enough to marry you? Get back to your people. So Orpah makes this decision, and she leaves and goes back to her people. But Ruth makes this decision. Listen to this. She says, "Listen, let's read it right here. Let's read it. I had you turn there, so I'm gonna read it. It says this. She said, "Entreat me not to leave you, or to turn back from following after you. Wherever you go, I will go." And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts you and me. God is looking for a people to find their tribe. Listen to me. I believe when you get your tribe, listen friend, you may leave here, he may leave here and go to Kansas, but there should be something in his heart and say I will always have a place in Adel and Sparks at a place called Cornerstone because that's where it always started and that's where it always be home to me. 
This is, the, this is what she's saying. Listen, I'm leaving everything to get committed to a place, and wherever that place is, is, is wherever you're going to be. Now, let's look at this. Let's continue on the journey. Go to Ruth chapter 2. Verse 8. It says, Then Boaz said to Ruth, you, 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 you will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face, bowed to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should, not, that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? And Boaz answered her and said, It has been fully reported to me. All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. I feel like I'm reading my story right here. The Lord repay your work and a full reward be given to you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. What he's saying is the reason why the favor's on your life is because of where you got where you found yourself. My God, this is good, y'all. Do, do you understand when God starts blessing a people and when God starts blessing a ground? All you got to do is get proximity to where it's at and that blessing will come on your life. Your business that was struggling for decades that you couldn't break out, all of a sudden you get the breakthrough you're looking for. Why? Because you found the people where God has commanded the blessing and when you come there, you come there with your heart laid to the ground not looking for the next greatest thing but just an opportunity to get with a tribe of people and do life and that blessing will come upon you. He said the reason why I found favor with you is because you were willing to leave it all. You left everything behind to go find this group of people and you're willing to come here in this field every day. I don't know if I'm communicating it the way it's in me, but my God, it's in me. I'm telling you. Oh, listen this. So she gleaned in the field until evening and beat out what she had gleaned. No, let, let me go back up. Now Boaz said to her at mealtime, come here and eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. So she sat beside the reapers and he passed parched grain to her. And she ate and was satisfied and kept some back. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves and do not reproach her. Also, look at this. This is how increase comes on your life. Notice how when she gets to this field, when she gets to this field, she's on the outside corners. Basically, if you ever seen a combine go through a field, let's just say it like this. She's getting the scraps that's left off. She ain't walking in no blessing, man. She's getting the scraps that walk off. But now because she's willing to leave it all, find the people, do life together, Boaz takes notice of her. Just think of Boaz as Jesus. He's your kinsman redeemer, friend. Come on, somebody. God's starting to take notice of some things. You showing up at the field just to glean around the edges. Come on, somebody. 
you just you just in there gleaning. I'm just gleaning on the edges. Now, after Boaz has a conversation with her, sees the faithfulness in her, here's the story that she left all to come come stay with Naomi, and that her heart is not for herself, but to see her mother-in-law blessed. Come on, somebody. Oh, that's another level of family when we start living not for our own self, but to see our brother succeed. Come on, somebody. That's another level of blessing when we do. When we make happen for somebody else what we want to see happen in our own lives. That's the key to getting the key to unlocking what you want is when you can put somebody else there first. Come on, y'all. Listen, so she gets there, and now Boaz is starting to notice. He said, not only let her glean on the side of the field, I want you to purposely kick some off the truck because I don't want her to struggle, have to go and worrying about picking it up and having to find it over in the corners. I want you to kick it off the truck. This is where we start walking in the 30-fold blessing. I believe we had the 30-fold blessing in here. But God wants to bring increase, and I'm going to tell us, He's given us keys all year long. He sent national leaders to this house that didn't know us to give us a set of keys, and it's us to rise up to us, to rise to the table and get the keys and start accessing what God said we can access, friend. When you get keys, you don't have to pray, oh God, would you open heavens? Would you open a door? When you get keys, you walk up there, go in. Go in. He's waiting for people in this region to just go in. All right. Listen to this. All right. Let grains fall on purpose. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an F of barley. Look at this. Then she took it and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw that she had gleaned, so they brought out and gave it to her. What she had kept back after she had been satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where have you gleaned today? Where did you work? Blessed be the one who took notice of you. She told her mother-in-law that whom she had worked and said, The man's name whom I worked today is Boaz. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, There's something I skipped in here. i got to go back. The scripture, when you first start reading it, says she happened. She just happened to fall in Boaz's field. How many of you believe that she just happened to do that or was that divine providence of God? Some of you think you just happened to fall in here. You ain't just happened nothing. You didn't just happen nothing to get out the shower this morning and say, well, I just think I'll go to Cornerstone. That ain't just happenstance. That's the divine providence of God to tell you this morning you got purpose here. Friend, listen to me. If you are baking donuts in the city of Sparks, you got just as much importance as I do holding this microphone this morning. You are the answer to this society. When you go to your place of business, if you are greeting people at Walmart, you are just as important as any preacher in this town when you say, Walk in this place. Have a blessed day. You speak the blessing of God over their lives. And you're. My God, I want to preach right here. When you. Calm down, Danny. Calm, Lord, calm down. All right, listen. Listen to this. Then Naomi. I'm going to jump down to chapter 3 because I got a long way to travel here. Uh, Then Naomi, her mother in law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek security for you that it may be well with you? Now, Boaz, who the young, young women you were with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winning barley tonight in the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself, anoint yourself, put on your best garment, go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. Then it shall be when he lies down that you to notice the place where he lies down. And you shall go in and cover his feet and lie down and he will tell you what you should do. 
my God, I'm telling you, it's coming to me so fast, I can't, I can't hardly process it. I have like a 66 gigabit processor right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and when a terabyte falls down, I mean, I don't know what to do with it. I have to wait till the cars get at the intersection, Shane, and just move out the way where I can think about it. Listen to this. I just got to preach this out of my heart. She tells him, go down there. Put your best stuff on. Don't let nobody see you. When he gets done winning the, winning the ball, the threshing floor. What does the threshing floor speak at? The place of prayer. See, let me tell you why I believe we've made mistakes, and I don't got it figured out. I'm trying to figure it out myself, okay? But listen, I do got enough history here to know, and this ship's been flying for 20-something years now, so we got enough history. But what we've tried to do is we've tried to play, make this place attractive enough to get us to the next level. If I could just get this house attractive enough, maybe somebody can come in here and notice me to get me on the next level. But what God is looking for is this place has got to be good enough. Come on, somebody. It's got to be attractive enough not to get me to the next place, but maybe Bishop Jakes will notice what I'm doing and come down here and get involved with what I'm doing. Nehemiah said, listen, what I'm doing, I'm doing a great work for God. That's what I believe about this city, friend. I'm doing a great work for God right here in this city, and this is the city he called me to. And what he called me to is just as big as what Pastor Parsley is doing in Columbus, friend. Hello. So we, so the mentality's got to shift to where, Lord, if you just let somebody notice us. Let somebody notice this. Let me tell you this. The most powerful men and women of God is not the one you notice on TV. They're the ones that are faithful to the flock that God called them to of a hundred people in the backside of the desert that nobody has ever seen or heard. I'm not against somebody, I'm not against us flying and somebody seeing us either. So don't take me where I'm not going. But what I am saying is there's got to come a place of the heart that this is good enough. I mean, this is not a ramp for me. I believe the seven and a half years that I that I told that ground in Alma was to prepare me for this. This is it. Now I'm not, I do live by the voice. If God says rise and go to Ecuador. I'm going to Ecuador. But there has to be a place in the heart where this is it. We're not looking for the next best thing. You're in the next best thing. Hear me this morning. Have I not destined greatness over this land? Raise your vision. Raise your vision. Raise your vision, saith God. See the possibilities over this ground. Have I not destined this ground for greatness? Have I not destined sparks to fly from this very ground? Saith God, raise your vision, church. Raise your vision. Shake off the past. Embrace the now, saith the Lord. Listen. Listen right here. She said, go. Go to the place. Go to the threshing floor. You're going to find what you're looking for at the threshing floor. Fios, who I'd never seen in my eyes until Terry, Stanton, and Matt, myself, and Grant, we see him. He comes here. What does he say when he gets here? I want to tell you something that's dear to my heart. And he reads Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me, and I will answer thee. Call unto me. And God was setting. I'm telling you, man, I'm, not, I just, I, I'm just slow, but now I'm realizing this. God was calling. 
the roost to the threshing floor to lay at his feet. We want to build it every other way, church. We want to put the latest, greatest media. We want the flash. We want the fame. But we don't want to lay at the feet. Don't shout me down. The laying at the feet is where we find the next step. Because she's only walking at a 30-fold. Then after she goes and has a meal with him, and then after she lays at the feet, she now, he says, come unto, he says, come unto me, daughter. Take off your shawl, is what he said. Take off that where, where you're at that place of prayer. Let me pour this in it. And the scripture says he pours six ephahs of barley in her shawl. This is the place of prayer. This is the place of the threshing floor where increase is found. Let me tell you something a tragedy would to be is to build this thing up and have a weak threshing floor. Because we will never sustain it. The reason why we can't sustain the move is when we get the move, we stop doing what we did to get the move. If it took eight hours of prayer to get the move, it'll take eight hours of prayer to sustain the move. If it took fasting to get there, it's going to take fasting to stay there. And God is calling this house to the threshing floor. Lay at His feet until we hear His voice. My God, I feel Him in this house this morning. I said lay at His feet until we hear His voice. Then you take that place of prayer where we've been at and you take that and he'll begin to pour the blessing in the prayer shawl. And we quit worried about getting on the map of some national TV program. Who gives a rip about that? What I give a rip about is where, listen, my, oh my God, help me right here. My sons and daughters ain't going to school. Where the, where the Ramsey case was, right? All right. Boulder, Colorado, an outdoor lover's paradise. This city at the foothills of the Rocky Mountains has 200 miles of trails and some of the country's best skiing and no, uh, snowshoeing. Number four, Bend, Oregon. From hiking and fishing to mountain biking and skiing, Bend offers plenty for solo adventures and families alike. Number three, Wilmington, North Carolina. Water is the main attraction in Wilmington from riverfront dining and shopping to beachside lounging. I'm going to skip to number one, Kappa, Hawaii. Sitting at the base or sleep, uh, of, of this mountain, the Sleeping Giant Mountain has quite a sh uh, shopping village and nearby snorkeling, water skiing, and kayaking. The number two place to visit in the U.S., according to Business Insider, Trip Advisory, is Waco, Texas. Waco, Texas has nothing but a lake and Baylor University. And it is home to the Dr. Pepper Museum. Now, how many of you are planning your family vacation and you sit down with your kids and say, do you guys want to go to the Dr. Pepper Museum? You with me? Ain't nobody said that. Why is people, why are people traveling to Waco, Texas? Chip and Joanna Gaines. The Magnolia Place at the silos 
2.5 acres. That 2.5 acres of land is dominating that whole community. Now you see why God's going back to the land. They have used their success and the blessing that's on their life to uplift that whole community with the food trucks that they brought in at the silos and all the other businesses that were around them. Nobody knew Jimmy Don was a welder until Chip and Joanna Gaines put him on the map. Come on now. Isn't it odd if you fly to go to, to, the, to see Chip and Joanna, you either go into Austin or Dallas. What is the interstate that gets from Austin to Dallas? To Waco, I-35. God is screaming this to our nation. I'm looking for the people. You know what Chip and Joanna said? We they could have easily went to San Antonio. They could have easily went to Austin. But they said, you know what? We're not going to allow this city to be known in its history to be known from some Branch Davidian and David Koresh. We're going to reclaim this land and let God rewrite the history of Waco, Texas, what He destined it to be. Listen to this. It's mind-blowing. They average 30,000 visitors a week. 30,000. Employ over 600 people. What are you saying, preacher? Why are you preaching this here? Listen to this. Let's, let's, let's finish with this right here. Isaiah chapter 64. Turn with me. 62. Danny, you read this Friday. Didn't you read this Friday? I didn't even know you was reading this. And then when I saw this, I was like, whatever. I, I was like, oh my God. I knew you, you started out for Zion's sake. Listen to me. When, God, when we took the trip, which was, I don't know, four or five weeks ago to Blackshear on Sunday night because Jess spoke over there. When I'm riding in the car and I look at Cleve and I said, where are you going to be buried? And Cleve said, I don't know, man. I ain't got that figured out yet. <laughs> and I just had no, I'm, I'm just telling you, I was on this thing about being buried for, for a while. Catherine, tell you that. I'm not planning on going out anytime. You know what I'm saying? But if y'all don't start helping me, I'm going to have to go out and all this to me. <laughs> Listen to me. So... <clears throat> So anyhow, I just, because God was doing something in my heart. And I'd done, I'd done come up with this a couple of times. Now, I, I said that, I, I would tell you this. I don't know that I've wept over this city like God arrested me to weep over the city of Alma. I would literally have to call in at the, at the office and say, just don't, just don't give me nothing else. I'm tore up, and I would just be weeping over that city. But I do believe that there's purpose in that. I believe that all of these cities are hooked to this land and this house. Lord have mercy, Jesus. If somebody don't start believing something, I'm fitting to have to take four people and go somewhere that can believe something. Now, come on now. I believe that they're hooked to this house. Do you think it was coincidence that this church had an aircraft? I, we don't want an aircraft to have an aircraft just to have an aircraft. And I'm really not a fan of flying all that much. 
We flew back into Tifton Monday night. It was stormy weather. That thing was shaking and a baking a little bit. Jess looked. He said, we're going to be fine. I said, I know we're going to be fine. I said, I got a lot of destiny we ain't touched yet. <laughs> and then when, I, then when Grant got in the truck, he had the headphones on listening. And he said, they told him to land in Bout Austin. He come back on and said, we landed in Tifton. That didn't help me out neither. I know when you look out, lightning's hitting, you know what I'm saying? That ain't, you Lord. But he helped me out on that. I said this statement, I had to God apply. I said, you know, we put our life in his hands. And just looked at him, he said, our life's always been in his hands. I said, you know what, God, I've had a wrong view. I've trusted that my life's in that pilot's hands. My life ain't never been in the pilot's hands. My life's in his hands. And the pilot's in his hands. Come on, somebody. And I know this, if God can play a guitar with a man slain laying against the wall and the guitar still playing, he can still fly a plane too. Come on, somebody. Now, here's the thing. That doesn't mean we're going to have to face some fears to get where God's telling us. When Jensen Franklin started going to, how many ever read his book, Fear Fighters? He wrote that book off of this, this deal that happened. When they got out to the airport, when he first started going to Anaheim, Anaheim Orange County, he got out there, when, he, when they got in the air, he had just ended a 21-day fast. He had him old filet right there fit to eat it. You know what I'm saying? He had this filet. He was sawing into that filet right there in that jet, and smoke started filling the cockpit. How many knows that your, you just didn't really feel like eating at that moment? His wife's crying, oh my God, they got to put the oxygen on. And Jensen said he was sawing the steak as hard as he could get it. He said, God, that was going to be it. He just entered a 21-day fast. He's going down with steak. Now, here's the deal. He said the following Sunday, they got him out and said, you know, Pastor, we got, we got you know, they're waiting on us. We got we to get, get to the airport now. We got to get in the air. You, you, you preaching at 4 o'clock this afternoon, Orange County. We got to get in the air. He talked about the fear that gripped him. And he said in that moment, he had, to, he, had to do, he had two choices. Was he going to cave into that fear or was he going to step into what God was calling him to? And when he stepped in that side of that jet right there and took off, that ended it right there saying, hey, I trust you, God. All right, now, so we go to all these, we go to all these cities in the past and we, we talk about this land. So I believe that that land is hooked to this land. She, I mean, I looked, I turned around and I saw them said they drove an hour and a half to get to this church. We got some of our people at the house didn't drive 10 minutes. Come on now. Come on, I'm just telling you where we live in that. Don't say we believe it because we ain't believing it too much. They drove an hour and a half. And, and I'm talking about land and all these promises and everything that God had declared. He's speaking to us. God brought you here today to remind you that we didn't believe for just nothing crazy. He's still on it. He's still believing it. All right, listen. So, Isaiah 62. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. Let me tell you something. God, you, you take Jerusalem out of this. This ain't talking to Jerusalem today. This is talking to Sparks. For, for, for Sparks' sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Sparks' sake, I will not rest. Until her righteousness goes forth as brilliance, as brightness. And her salvation as a lamp that burns. We just hung the lamp in my office. Did we not? Stan, go get that lamp. You got it right here. Look at this. We fixing to be done right here. Okay, it's 1210. Don't nobody panic. All right. Oh, right here. Look at this. We just hung this right here. I didn't have no idea they was doing this. Look at this. This was a vision in 1998 given by Lee Barnes. 
Lee Barnes traveled this exact route, did he not? We hang this up, and God takes me back, and now I'm in Isaiah 64, and he says, I will not rest. I cut my own hair. That's why sometimes you see me, the back of my hair is going up like that. Ears is cut wide. I mean, I do it myself. Living on a budget. No, listen. <laughs> Hi, listen. So, this guy I'm listening to, he flies to Austin to hang out with some friends for his birthday, to celebrate his birthday. He goes to Austin, Texas. So he decides while he's there, I'm going to give my wife a gift, and I'm going to take my wife to Waco. When you hear Waco, Texas, what comes to your mind? The Branch Davidians, David Koresh. It's known as Waco, Texas. And it's where the first time really the ATF and all that debacle happened when they went in to try to get, when they went in to try to get the, when they went to try to get them and they started killing the ATF agents. Hold on. I want to read you this. Now, this is Business Insider, the top cities to visit in 2018. Number five is Boulder, Colorado. Also is the place rest till this lamp burns. Let me tell you something. God in heaven is not resting till this lamp burns. The fire shooting out. Where is it shooting out at? You, we, got, we can't even pull it in. But if you see this far right side, that's Jessup. That's where I come from. I had to bring fire to relight this. I ain't going to well, get off of that. I'm going to be nice. Right? Hey, listen. But what's that father's tip up there? Baxley. Share where you go to church every Sunday. Baxley. God's saying, I'm not going to rest until this lamp burns. You can't get no help up in here. I'm not going to rest until I get until until this lamp burns. I will not be silent over this region till you fulfill what I called you to fulfill. I don't care how hard it's been. It's been hard on all of us. All of us has gave up 10,000 times. But you know what? We're still here. We're here today. And God said, I'm not going to rest until this place burns. All right. All right. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness and the kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name. With the mouth of the Lord will name, which, which the mouth of the Lord will name. You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. A royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no longer be termed forsaken. Nor shall your land any more be termed desolate. But you shall be called whatever that is, tongues, and your land Beulah. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. This is the whole reason why God was asking me, where are you going to be buried? Because He's looking for something. He's looking for something out of my heart. Do you want to be buried in your hometown? Do you want to be buried in Jessup? Do you want to be buried? And I, I was, I was in, in that Sunday morning, I cried all morning in my office. And I got here, and they wasn't even no weepy spirit in this house, but I'm crying. I'm just sitting here, I'm fighting back the tears. You wasn't here, and I looked at Steve and said, where are you going to be buried? And he looked at me like, yeah, my God, are you seeing something? You know what I'm saying? 
I don't know. Don't bear us no crazy now. You know what I'm saying? But I just told him, and I just said this. It's just, just come out of my heart. I said, wherever you be buried, I will bury. I said, wherever you live, I will live. I said, if you never leave me, I'll never leave you. Let's make that deal right here today. What God was looking for is a level of commitment that would marry this ground. God, I don't know if y'all hear what I'm saying, church. I'm doing my best communicating. I know we got to go. But God is looking for people to marry the ground. So when I leave you, what did I tell you Friday? You got to change the way you think about this city. I don't care how much rejection we've done went through. I don't care if they said we're killing red heifers down here. I don't care if they say we. you got to sign your W-2s and let us know why. We ain't going to apologize for the blessing down here, church. Come on, somebody. But God destined something in this city back here in this little old cotton field. Let's go get the hoods. The hoods told you they can't even grow nothing in that field. That field will never do nothing but grow what God said to come out of that ground. That's the only thing that can happen, friend. And God said, I will not rest until this lamp is on fire. This is it. I preach about as hard as I can preach. If I preach any harder, Mr. Jimmy's going to have to call covenant. (laughs) All right. So what we got to do, what, how, how do I end this? Number one, what's God saying to me? Tell me, preacher. You hollered it all up. Summarize this. Give me a synopsis of what you're saying. Here it is. You got to commit. Quit looking for the next latest, greatest thing. This is it. Your business can touch the world from Sparks, Georgia. Danny asked that man, how, how in the world... Is this stuff in Nicholsville, Virginia? I didn't even know if it had a working telephone. They, by the way, they don't. He showed us the phone booth, and the phone booth was to climb to the top of the mountain, and they had this little gravel parking area at the top of the mountain, the only place you could get any signal. So how is your stuff going around the world? The Internet. That's why John's standing on the stairs. And he said, Preacher, can you get up on the stage? But we're ordering this lens. We're getting this new lens that'll slim me down about 40 pounds before we go live. They make them. We'll get the pictures with them. All right, listen. But anyhow, so here's the deal. That, that God called us. And hey, I'm not saying, listen. You say, well, man, I, that ain't in my heart. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. But I can tell you this. In my leadership, you got to marry this dirt. You got to marry this dirt. What did I tell you standing in my house? Matt and Will was right there. My middle name is William. And it was Lockett. I said, God has locked Matt and Will. That's it. You'll die with me. And I'm dying with you. This is a big statement, ain't it? But I'm telling you, that's what God is saying. I'm not saying, let me tell you something. I know to, to see the fruition of that, we got to be willing to go through hell. You got to be with, listen, you got to cut envy, jealousy, and all that kind of mess out your heart. You can't be offended easy. You got to have gator tough skin. Come on, somebody. We're going to hurt one another up in here. But at the end of the day, we family. You take my two, my three boys. You could go, they could be fighting one another, be knocking each other or whatever. But if you jump on one of them, all three jump on you. Why? Because hey, they just laid their differences aside because you jumped on family. That's what we are up in here. We'll fight for one another, right? Come on, somebody. We're going to hurt each other, but we can get it right. We know how to walk out Matthew 18. Let's, let's be a church that can do that. Can we just, we want to pray about revival. Let's just be a church that can do that. 
We want to see the glory come down. Just walk that out right there. Instead of calling your posse, running your mouth behind somebody's back, have enough in you to go face them straight up and say, listen here, you hurt my feelings, but listen here, I'm over it now. I just want you to know I forgive you. Do you forgive me? We love each other. If we can do that, we ain't got to worry about praying and seeing signs and wonders. The deaf going to hear, the lame going to walk, and the blind to see. This is what happens. Listen, in Isaiah 35, I'm done. I got to close. I know this. I got to close. I'll be at Homerville at 2 o'clock. I got to shut it down. Listen, that, it says this, that the death, go, just go read Isaiah 35. After the commitment is to the wilderness, after they see, after, after, after they see because of them, then the eyes are opened. Then the deaf ears here. What we've done is we've contended for the miracles and the revival apart from being committed to the culture. So God ain't trust us with that type of power because you're going to use it to elevate yourself. But when your prized possession is just to lay at the feet, I can trust you with a whole lot more. When there can't be no higher call than standing in the court of heaven, Said, Father, I bless this city. Father, I speak the blessing of God over this city. And here's the deal. When I took Matt, and, and who was at, who's at the National, and I took him, I said, you don't see my, 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 this is, now Stanton wants to put it, he has everything in his heart about the world. Mine has a city. I told this, and I just, what I looked at him, I said, just like you give your life for that, I give my life for this right here. This is the city God called me to. Have I not been preaching this for ever since you heard me start preaching? This ain't some fad I just jumped on. We've been at it for a long time. I've been rowing the boat when we had two inches of water. Had to get out and drag it over the mud flaps. We finally got the motor back in the ground. So Father, come on, stand up with me. What we got, what, what, okay, let me say this. Let me get this in office. We got to pray. We got to commit to the ground. Don't say another thing. Listen, don't let nobody say nothing about sparks. Y'all so close to hell, y'all live in sparks. How many ever heard that live here? Raise your hand. Oh, now, so I said, my God, he's cussing. Don't let nobody say that. We talk about big stuff right there. Somebody, will you come hit the keys right here just for me just once? We was talking big stuff Friday. Believing that Bentonville, Arkansas is going to fly here. Not we fly there. That's big stuff. Believe that New York designers can come to a place called Michelle's instead of her traveling to Chicago. They travel here. See, like when this is Sparks. Yeah, but that's also Waco, Texas. That was Waco, Texas with David Koresh. But they ain't on for that now. Magnolia is going to get more visitors than the Alamo is in Texas. Hotels. You used to could not get rent a vehicle, a, a vehicle, let alone a luxury vehicle in Waco, Texas. Now you can land a private jet in Waco, Texas and rent the most luxurious car you want to rent. Why? Because Chip and Joanna Gaines committed to a ground. 
You just couldn't get a good hotel. You'd have to go somewhere else. But the hotels come to them. When hotel sales rose 70% in one year. Why? Because of a couple. They wasn't nothing in Bentonville, Arkansas either, friend, nothing but cattle to a man by the name of Sam Walton walked to that ground and built something. Four Sundays ago, when, uh, Emmett Gills walks to me as he's coming off of this stage and he looks dead into my eyes and he said, Pastor, if you'll build it, they will come. Church, I want to tell you today, if we build it, they will come. I said, if we build it, they will come. If we build it, they will come. I will not rest till our downtown is totally restored. I will not rest until there's until until the average. Listen, let me see this kind of message right here. You don't hear. I'm just telling you, Sherry. Do you hear the people preaching this type of message in your town? No, you know what they're preaching? They're hunkering down waiting on the rapture to happen. Saying, Lord, please don't leave us. Don't let us behind. They're preaching things like if we can get more coffee in our church, then maybe we can pull members down here from this church. I don't need another member from this church, friend. Come on, somebody. I need the broken. I'm trying to build a highway in here. The Bible says in Isaiah 35, there shall be a highway, a highway called holiness. And it says the fool and the drunkard can stumble on that path. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the addict that's tried everything and can find no answers but he trips in this place called the highway of holiness and that addiction break off of his life I'm looking for the cancer victim that's been to every doctor and said they can't help me no more but they stand in that river right there and see that disease melt by the power of God that's what I'm after I'm after seeing systemic poverty broke off of a generation I'm after, I'm after our government in the state of Georgia saying, I don't know what the heck's going on in Adel, but we need to get our educators down there to see what's going on in that society because they got the highest test grades that's ever come from the state of Georgia. Don't tell me it can't happen. It can happen for people that believe. It can happen for people that lay at the feet. It can happen. It can happen. It can happen. This is Chris Valentin. My personal... Five-year goals for Reading. Make Reading one of the safest cities. Make Reading one of the safest cities in America by reducing crime by 50%. Raise the average wage by 10000 annually and reduce unemployment to 3%. I do believe our unemployment's at 5.7% in this community which is above the national average. That should bother you, friend. That should be on your prayer list. The answer to the drug problem that Shane and our, 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 our law enforcement is trying to fight, that one of the answers to that is breaking the mindset of poverty. Let me tell you something. I'm, just, I'm, I'm done, but let me tell you something. Anywhere there's a community that will embrace the spirit of religion, you will also find poverty. Poverty piggybacks the spirit of religion. Come on, somebody. But let me tell you something. Blessing and breakthrough piggyback the kingdom message. And it's time we preach the kingdom. We will not settle for a spirit of poverty. God has not given us that, friend. That is a result of the curse. We are the blessed of most... I will not settle for that in my lineage, friend. My children are not going to be walking in poverty. They will walk in the blessing. That's why to me it's not a struggle to tithe. It's a privilege to tithe, knowing that I'm breaking the back of that thing and trusting Jehovah Jireh. 
God. Reduce homelessness by 50%. Develop Reading as a hub for creativity, arts, music, media, publishing, film, etc. Technology, invention, innovation, in instruction, healthcare, healthcare centers, hospitals, churches, wholeness, clinics, healing centers, mental health. Let me tell you something. We're about to get healthy up in here. Allison's going for training in Arizona. Let me tell you something. I'm just letting this out the hatch. I ain't told my elders this. But we're going to create teams that will walk every day from this church. We will have a team that will walk. We're going to walk by foot every inch of this city. And we're going to walk it and we're going to split. The, we're going to speak the blessing of God over it. Why? Because everywhere your feet shall trod, that land shall be yours. And we're going to call from this land what God destined it to be. Do I have anybody with me in this building? Make Shasta County one of the friendliest and funniest, funnest places to live in the world. Recreation, entertainment, capital of California. What is the dream that God has for Sparks? What is his dream? Father, I say I want your dream. I gave up on my dreams a long time ago. I just want to dream what he dreams. I just want to dream what he dreams. Son, I'm telling you, I'm full of vision right now. You hear me, friend? Don't think next week I ain't going to drill a hole in that field and I'm going to pour a doggone gallon of oil in the center of that field. I'm claiming that territory for God Almighty and whatever He destined to build, let Him build in the name of Jesus. I want to see our, our government in this city. I want to build four capsules of solid, solid steel. And I want to bury them at the four corners of this, of this community. And I want, the, I want the leaders of this community to dedicate this city to the Lord God Almighty. I want to repent on behalf of poverty, drugs, that gun perversion, molestation, and all this other junk that's been running wild in this community. We say that this, this city belongs to Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We say we are a people that will lay at his feet. God, help me. Help me. Help us, church. We ain't here to try to raise up an offering. If we don't take up an offering for the rest of 2018, we're going to be fine in this place because God broke poverty off the back of this house. Mr. Tom Fiaz sent me, sent me the pictures of what they're building in Pakistan. I cannot believe the rate that they're building. He said, Pastor Roof will go on next. He said, only, and I don't think I don't know what he's doing too, but he said, only take $4,000 to plaster the walls and the plumbing. But let me tell you something. I'm going to Columbus, Ohio the weekend, the first weekend in September. When I go from there, we're going to take an offering from this house. I believe that God's going to plaster the walls of that church in Pakistan and plumb that church in Pakistan from this house right here. We realize it's just not about us in this community, but it's touching the globe, friend. And I don't think any dollar that we put on the mission field we will ever miss from this house. Come on. Come on, do you believe this? Now, Father, I just pray you help us to believe this morning. Raise your hands. Come on. Thanks for listening to this message. For more exciting content, visit our website at sparkswillfly.cc and connect with us on social media.